Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Amen. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. What's, the, what's our theme this year? 2024 is the year of the open door. And this is our scripture. Revelation chapter 3, verse is 8. Verse number 8, King James Version. It says, I know thy works. Behold, I set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. And let's look at that from the message translation. Amen. And it says, I see what you've done. Now see what I've done. I love that. I've opened the door before you that no man can slam shut. You don't have much strength. I know that you, I know that you use what you had to keep my word. You didn't deny me when things were tough. Amen. When we were, Fanny and I was talking about what God has done with this congregation to even, um, to bless, you, you can cut the music, uh, Curtis, to bless us with the property that we, ha- we have right now. She blessed me. She said this. And I think someone else said this, too. Because you got you to gotta realize what God has done through you. Amen? Through the, through the small membership that we have right now. She said, God has fed a multitude with two fish and five loaves of bread. Amen, somebody. God is bad all by himself. So, you know, what I started doing is started praying and said, Lord, we, I mean, let me tell you, our membership is about 64, right, right around there. 64 saints, this, I'm talking about with children, <laughs> and everybody ain't tithing. But our, our confession is we are 100% tithers and givers, and God allowed you to have something like that. You know what it means? He trusts you. That means he trusts you. So God is doing something. Amen. Amen. He's doing something. He's going to keep on doing it. So now for our text today. Amen. That was just, we're going to always talk about the open door. And throughout the year, we're going to dive into that thing. And God has placed on my heart some things to share with you. I told you once before, one of the things he placed on my heart. So, you know, when we didn't get the first piece of property, man, our hearts were, my heart was broken for you. So one of the messages that I'm working on, been working on it for a while, is how to handle a closed door. Amen. Because our prayer was God open doors that no man can shut and then shut doors that no man can open. So how everyone can, can how, man, praise the Lord with the open door. But if he, if he closes the door, how do you handle that? Amen. We still praise him just the same. More to come. Somebody say more to follow. Amen. So for our text today, turn to Isaiah. I got it right this time. We're going to continue a part two of what we talked about on last week. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, from the King James Version. And then we're going to read it from the New Living Translation once we finish this. Amen. Is everybody there? Amen. It says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, 
Somebody say a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Now, the same scripture from the New Living Translation. Amen. And it says this, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believe need never be shaking. Amen. And one more scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 in the, from the NIV. And I encourage you, men, bring something to write with. Amen. We're going to go back to the old school. If you're going to use your phone, use your phone, but take notes. Amen. Because I'm not crazy. I know everybody can't get it, you know, just in a Sunday morning service. Amen. Even me, I got to study all the time. Then I still go back. like, man, I missed that. I missed it. So faith comes how once again? And hearing how? By the word of God. Amen. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 11 from the NIV version. It says, no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid. Other than the one that's already laid. Amen. Which is who? Which is Jesus Christ. Paul said this in, in Galatians chapter 1. He, and this is what I love. He said it, and he repeated himself in verse 8 and 9. He said, even if an angel, anyone else come to you preaching any other gospel than the one that we preach, let him be accursed. It blessed me. He didn't say it not once. He said it twice. He repeated himself. Don't let no, nobody come preaching another gospel. Amen. So the foundation has already been laid. That means we don't have to try to lay another foundation. We just have to build it according to the pattern. Amen. So for our title. Once again, it's going to be building on a sure foundation, part number two. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we bless you on this morning. We give you, give you glory and we give you honor. We magnify who you are today. We see you bigger than any situation, any circumstance that we, we may be going through at the present moment. You are a sovereign God. And, Father, we thank you that in and through us, God, you can, you can do all things. But apart from you, we can do absolutely nothing. Now, God, as we come together to hear your word, we thank you for the miracle of the sower. Thank you for the miracle of the sower. We thank you that everyone here today is good ground. And that means four out of four is going to receive something from the Lord on today. We love you. We can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the matchless name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God, shout it. Amen. Amen. Say it one more time. Amen. Come on, one more time. Amen, amen. Listen, um, one of the things that the Lord had placed on my heart as far as starting this, this year off again, and we're going to do it um, often, is always to never forget the foundational things. So that's why he said, go back and talk about the foundation, even concerning this, this church, this local assembly. What we're asking God is to, you listen, first of all, he has to build this church because it belongs to him. Amen. It's his church. As long as we build it according to the pattern and use him as the cornerstone, we can build it and it can go as high as he wants us to go. But if we don't build it on a sure foundation or try to lay another foundation on my doctrine or your doctrine, I promise you, it'll grow for a while. It'll grow for a while, but that foundation is going to start to shake. It's going to start to crumble, and it'd be like the leaning tile pizza. Amen. It'd get big and bright, and all of a sudden, it falls. So sometimes we wonder why did certain ministries go through some of the things they go through. It, it, it could be they're trying to lay another foundation. Come on now. 
We can't lay another foundation other than the one that's, that's, that's been given to us. Amen? That foundation is Jesus Christ. If we build it according to the foundation, we're going to be all right. So what, what we deal with sometimes in the body of Christ is we sometimes miss the foundational things. Amen. Me and Elder Garfield was talking the other day. He said, man, his daughter, bless him, was asking him some questions concerning the, the Holy Ghost and, and Jesus, you know, the Trinity. So here's the thing about us as believers, as Christians, there's some, there some basic things that we all should know. But what I'm afraid that happens sometimes, Anthony, is when someone joins the church, amen, we want to rush them into ministry. Amen. And we want to rush them into doing this and rush them into doing that without even teaching them the basic fundamentals of who you are in the kingdom. Amen. One of the basic fundamentals of, of who we are is in the kingdom is faith, right? The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing. Amen. By grace, through faith, through faith, by grace, through faith, we are saved. Everything we do, we do it by faith, right? So we have to teach the new believer, and even us, we have to remember that everything we do, we do it by faith, right? So that means how do our faith grow? It grows by knowing more and more about the Word of God. Amen, the little things, right? Like healing is the children's bread. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The test time of our peace was laid upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned. Amen. It's a lot of foundational stuff. We'll get to the place where we, we get, you know, where we remember those things, but until then, men, stay in that word. Build yourself up on the foundational things. Amen, somebody. You, Kobe, ain't got any basketball fans? Don't be afraid to raise your hand. Y'all if you like basketball, you like basketball. Amen. Kobe Bryant. Amen. There's so much that came out about this, this young man after he passed away. Man, he was an incredible, incredible basketball player, one of the greats. But one of the things about Kobe was they say, man, he would always practice the fundamentals. So this reporter told a story. He said, listen, I wanted to see Kobe. So I asked him, say, hey, can I come, come watch you work out? He's like, sure, no problem. Are you like, are you up for it? So, he, so Kobe told him what time he would be there. I think it was like five or six in the morning, real early. So he thought he would be cool, you know, kind of be and beat Kobe there. Well, when he got there, he was already there. He was already there. And the thing that he said that kind of blew his mind is that now we're, we're not talking about necessarily even the young Kobe. We're talking about the, you know, after we won a championship Kobe. Right, he's considered at this particular time as one of the greats. But he said what blew his mind is when he saw him in the gym by himself practicing, it was all fundamentals. It wasn't, it, it wasn't a fancy dunks. It was his spot. Wow, shoot a jumper at his spot. All the fundamentals. Everything fundamentals. And he asked him, he said, he said, Are you, you still practice the fundamentals? He said, man, everything is built on fundamentals. He said, I can never get away from that. So what happens is the things that he's done in the gym over and over and over and over again, now it's, it's, it's crunch time. 30 seconds left in the game. 
and they give Kobe the ball. He ain't worried. You know why? Because he's done it time and time again. It's, it's, it just becomes something that becomes natural because he mastered the fundamentals. Do you hear what I'm saying? So because of that, when crunch time comes, he's able to endure. The same thing works to the, in, the, in the kingdom of God. If you stay in that word, I promise you, when crunch time comes, because it's coming. It's, I'm telling you, crunch time comes when the doctor gives you a bad report. But when you've been in his word over and over and over again, you know what you mean? You just dismiss what he says. He said, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I, I hear what you just told me. I hear the facts, but I'm going to take the facts and take it to the truth. And the truth is, by his stripes, I'm healed. Hallelujah. That's the truth of the matter. So when your ends are not meeting, anybody ever been there? Woo! We've been there. Come on now. We have been there. And we just trust the Lord and said, man, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I get reminded of, of, of um, Isaiah. Was it Isaiah? Was it Isaiah? A raven will feed me if I need be, if it need be. Somebody going to bring me something. Because you're no respecter of person. But you, listen, when you don't do that, when we don't rehearse the fundamentals about us being believers, man, I'm telling you, when things happen, it'll shake your world. And that's where we having the same spirit of faith comes in. Amen. That's where the recipe comes in. Amen. Y'all remember the recipe? Uh, Y'all trying to go on your nose. What's the recipe? Hearing. Believing. Speaking. Seeing. Come on now. Somebody there. Keeping. And then increasing. That's how this thing works in the kingdom. But you first got to hear the word of God. Then you got, man, you got to receive. You, you got to believe it first. I believe his word. Then you begin to speak it. You begin to confess, man. Begin to confess what he's already said about you. Amen. Fundamental stuff. But sometimes, you know, we, we, we want to get into all the cliches. Let me tell you something about, about a cliche. If you don't have no revelation of it, it ain't nothing but a good saying. Amen. So sometimes all that stuff we see on Facebook, ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. Man, that was good. Do you understand what makes it good? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Because like this, listen, let me, let me, it's, it's like this. Remember in Acts chapter 19, I'm not going to, don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Because I don't, don't want to read the whole story, right? Acts chapter 19. This is the time, y'all remember the story with the, the seven sons of Sceva? Amen. If you don't know it, amen, write this down. Acts chapter 19, verses 13 through 17. I want you to read that. So here's what happened. Can I just, you know, can I give the Pete Pierce version of it? Amen. So this is what happened in this particular story. Paul is on his missionary journeys, right, and he's... Man, God's using him tremendously. So people are seeing what Paul is doing, and they tried to copy what he was doing. And the Bible says the seven sons of Sceva was a priest. And, it's, and it says in the story that they had, they had, they were using the, this is how they did it. They were casting out demons 
But this is how they would say it. In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Right? So they heard about it. You know, like your mama and them told you about something. And you trying to, you, you can't use your mama's faith. You can't use your grandmother's faith. You got to have your own faith. Come on, somebody. So now these seven sons of, sons of Sceva share, they cast, it's working, Fanny. According to the scripture, it says that they, they were casting out demons, and this is how they did it. They would say, come out in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, until they met the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. I bet this demon was like, yeah, yeah, well, you wait till he come to me. So the, so the Bible says, listen, this, this man was demon-possessed, right? And here come the seven sons of Sceva. No relationship, no real foundation. They didn't know who really Jesus was. Only thing he was doing was trying to repeat what Paul did. So now here they are, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, come out. They came out already. I think it's verse 16. Read, read verse 16 when they came out, because the Bible says the them demons came out and whipped them. Oh, they put it up. Oh, that's good. And, 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 and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of town naked. And wounded. <laughs> so you wonder why sometimes you're going through certain situations and you pleading and pulling, but you've never had time to really meet and know who Jesus is. Because this is, this is, this is what the, that demon told him. Paul we know, and of course Jesus we know, but, listen, a demon probably would have said it this way, but who in the blank of the blank do you think you are? Because you don't have no authority. Because you're trying to operate on somebody else's authority. But when you have a real relationship with God, listen, you could be a brand new believer. I'm talking about you just got saved today and you understand that you're saved, you may not know all of the scriptures. You can say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in, I don't know, in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, man, you can move mountains. It'll happen for you. Do I have any witnesses? Hallelujah. But you can't perpetrate. Amen. So the, the way we don't perpetrate is we get and learn the, found, the fundamentals of who we are in the kingdom. Amen? <laughs> learn the basics. Amen? Then, then, then have, we have to have the wherewithal. Amen? If you're going through something and you feel that you, you can't go through it by yourself, call one of your brothers and sisters. Amen? Right? We ain't going to get the BT version when you call them. Amen. You tell them, listen, I'm going through something right now, and, and I, I need some prayer. Now, if they, go to, if they go to give you what they feel about it, see, that's okay, sister. I got a call coming in. <laughs> Amen. Because you don't want that. Right? 
But see, that's what she did yesterday. Amen. What you how did See, Fanny said she gave the BT version yesterday, the women's version, and then Sharon, because the same spirit of faith, she gave the, the faith version. Amen. Somebody said that's how we have to do it. That's how we have to do it. So listen, we have to get to the place that we understand that we're going to learn these things together. So my job as your pastor, amen, as the lead sheep, amen, as the under-shepherd, is to teach you, is to lead you and to feed you. One of the things I say and continue to say is that I'm your pastor, not your master. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there may be some times I need you to lay hands on me. So my job is to pray for you. Amen. And what he's going to do for you, man, he's going to manifest himself through you. I think, I think Felton prayed it earlier today. There's a job that everyone in this congregation has to do. There's a call in your life. Amen. You just have to accept the call. You just got to know what that call is. It's not always the fivefold ministry. Everybody, it ain't about the one with the mic in the hand all the time. Amen. Because the power is in the pews. Do you believe it? The power is in the pews. As long as we know everything that we do is about him, man, we good. Amen. Is it all about him? It's all about him, man. It's all about who he is. So, so my job is, once again, is to, to continue to teach you guys um, the things of God. And we're going to, just like when we first started the church, we talked about one of the parables. And the reason we did that was because Jesus himself said, listen, if they don't get this one, they ain't going to understand none of them. So that's what we talked about and taught about the parable of the sower. Amen. Jesus said this is a reality. One out of four. That's why we pray for the miracle of a sword. One out of four means one out of four people that, that, that hears the word is going to receive it. The hearts are open to receive it. Amen. So remember what I told you? You always got to be the one. So when you come in, you can almost look down your road. One, two, three, four. I'm the one. A amen. I don't know about the mother three. So you always got to tell yourself that you're the one. Amen. You the one. I'm the one. Amen. Because I told y'all that Jesus is my shepherd. Hey. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but he's my shepherd. Amen. So listen, turn to Ephesians real quick. Got a few minutes and we're going to let you go. Now, there's some things that we're going to talk about. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16. Very familiar passage of scripture. We're going we're gonna to actually read this one, from, this one from the New Living Translation. Amen. And then we're going to talk about our church development flow. And then from there, we're going to get ready to let you go home. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16. Are you there? And it says this. Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. Whose work? His work. To do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Verse 13, this will continue until we all come into such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. Somebody say mature in the Lord. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. We have to be unified. Amen. We have to grow up in the Lord. Amen. And growing up in the Lord has nothing to do with time and age. You can have been saved for 40, 50 years and still come in here every week with a pacifier in your mouth. 
because you won't spend time to, to, to get in the word and let him grow you up. Amen. Moving on, verse 14, it says, then will we no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Oh, my God. Now, you know we deal with that because everybody going live. I just felt the Lord telling me to go live today. Amen. I don't, I'm not kicking against it, man, because there's some good stuff that happens on, on, on social media. Praise the Lord. But the, what happens, man, is the enemy always tries to pervert anything that's good. Amen. And here's the thing about you having a word. Man, you can speak a word if he's spoken to you first. Do you hear what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with you giving a word if he gave you the word. Right? So don't give me your opinion, your thoughts. Give me what he gave you. Amen. Try the spirit by the spirit. Amen. Get that little button to be to start going. Turn them off real quick. Where did I stop? <laughs> okay, amen. Verse 14. Then it says, we will not be influenced by people, by when people try to trick us with lies so clever, they sound like the truth. Let me tell you what the devil does. He laces everything with just a little bit of truth. Just a little bit. That's how he pulls you in. Nothing's new, man. There's nothing new under the sun. So even in the beginning, you know, surely God didn't say, no, uh-uh. Because he know that the day that you eat thereof, you'll be just like him. No, nah, he couldn't have said that. Laced with just a little truth. Amen. So that's nothing new. That's what he does, man. He's sly. He's cunning. He's no, he know what he's doing. Amen, somebody. So we have to be aware of that. That's why the Holy Spirit is the, the one who's the, he's our the, the discerner. He's the one who leads and guides us into all truth. Verse number 15, it says, instead, we speak the truth in love. Somebody say, in love. In love. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. We speak the truth in love. That's why sometimes people don't even want to come to church. Man, you can tell them what the truth is, but you ain't got to beat them upside the head with it. Amen. You just a sinner. You just this, and you just that. You going straight to hell. I mean, does that, does that sound like love? Oh, my God. <laughs> Amen. But we, we got to teach the truth. Amen. But we have to do it in love. I believe that's what, man, Jesus was cool with decay. That's why people were so attracted to him. Because he would tell a person, you know, like the woman at the well. Man, he was cool with that whole situation. You know what I mean? And he told her, who, you know, he told her what she did. Basically, he talked about that what she did was wrong. The Bible says she was caught in the very act of adultery. The act. Right? So she's guilty as all get all. And he knew what the law said. They wanted to stone her. What he didn't say is what other, what other joker that, he, that she was with. It should be two people being stoned. It didn't go there, right? So now she's there in front of the master and, and, and you know, he who cast the first stone. Y'all know the story. Let him, let him throw. Who, he without sin let him cast the first stone. And the Bible says from the eldest to the least they left. 
So now he's standing there alone with her. And he says to her, woman, where are thou thine accusers? And she said, I have none. And he said, neither do I condemn or accuse you either. Go and sin no more. He did not play down that she sinned. He just told her in this particular moment, I don't condemn you. It's basically, I mean, he's like saying, I'm here to save you. Now, I don't condemn you, but just go and sin no more. That's love. Amen. That's how you draw them. That's how we're going to do it here. I'm telling you, I want you every week to be praying for to visitors. I'm looking for visitors every week. Amen. And I'm looking for the church to grow every week. Y'all quiet. Y'all looking at me like, what you talking about, Pastor? Yeah, we got to grow, man. This thing is going to grow for the kingdom's sake real quick, and we're going to let you get ready to get out of here. Amen. So we're going to talk about the church development flow for New Covenant Life Christian Church. Amen. This is how it works. And I'm just going to cover the, the uh, is it one, two, three, four, five areas, and then give you a couple of quick scriptures, and then next week we're going to come back, and I'm going to dive into those five areas in detail. Is that okay? Amen. Y'all all right with that? Amen. Give me a little closing music there, um, maestro. Amen. Let me see if that's going to work. <laughs> okay, that one ain't too bad. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, the church, our church development flow is going to be like this. We're going to move from membership to discipleship partnership, stewardship, sonship. And then parenthetically, we're going to add in there fellowship and lordship. We're going to talk about that too at the end. So membership, what do we talk about? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Y'all doing all right today? Amen. Y'all looking good. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter, King James Version. I'm sorry, Alicia. It says this, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also in Christ. Membership. Amen. We're part of this church by membership. Amen. Do I have any members in the house? I got any future members in the house? Amen. Go on and wave your hand. <laughs> I tried to get them, didn't I? Amen. I believe we got some future members in the house. Amen. Then verse 20 says, but now they are many members, but yet, um, yet but one body. We are one body. I mean, we are the body of Christ. And then moving over to discipleship, turn to Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to read verse 19 and 20, King James Version again. Again on next week, I'm going to dive into this a little deeper. Just talk about, you know, membership, discipleship, and partnership. So Matthew 28, 19, and 20. And this is what Jesus said um, to his disciples when he was about to ascend, he said, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching who? Them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, 
even unto the end of the age. So we're to make disciples. And the only way to do that is to teach you. The disciples, that, that word in, in its um, original context means disciplined ones. So we're to teach you from the word of God and then your discipline. See, discipleship is more than just the person who's doing the teaching. True discipleship is really the one who's receiving. Amen. You have to have and put yourself in the position of a disciple. Amen. We all have to yearn, learn to yield our will to the Lord. And when we do that, we place ourselves in a, in a posture of discipleship. Teach me. Amen. Lord, teach me some things. You got to get in that, that particular posture. So we have to be able to teach you some things. And then the next one is partnership. We become partners with God to carry out the assignment his assignment on the earth. We are all partners with God, man. You are partner with God. Amen. There's been so many partners that we're going to use and talk about as examples. Noah was a partner. Can you imagine? It had never rained. <laughs> Amen. He tells him to build this big old boat. Right? Noah was a partner. Abraham was a partner. Leave your kin, folks, and go to a land that I'm going to show you and matter of fact, I'm, listen, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. Look in the sky. You see all of them? Man, you're going to have so many kids, they so many descendants. And he ain't had, listen, he, he have no children. But he decided, I'm going to partner with the Lord and be obedient. Amen. Moses was a partner. He partnered with the Lord to, to be the deliverer, the one that was going to bring them out of the land of Egypt. It was the Lord doing it, but he had to have a vessel in the earth. Amen, somebody. And the greatest partner of them all, Jesus, he said, make me a body. Hallelujah. Make me a body. He partnered with the Father to, to redeem us, to redeem you. He was a partner with the Father. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, the King James Version, it says this, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of whose good pleasure. But who is he working through? He's working through you. Hallelujah. Anybody available? That's all he needs is, is an av availability. He just needs a, a, a vessel who's available. And then we're going to move into stewardship. Amen. Now, here, one more thing I want to talk about with the partner. Sometimes we got to be a silent partner. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to learn to just keep our mouth, W-K-Y-M-S, keep your mouth shut. Amen. And let him lead you. Everybody can't be in the front. Amen, somebody. Everybody can't be the CEO, but you can be a partner with him. And when you do that, you reap the same benefits. Now, moving on to stewardship, a manager, a steward, a manager, a steward is a manager, a superintendent, an overseer. We are responsible for what God has given us, and he expects us to be good stewards. Amen. So this property that he's given us, he expects us to be good stewards. Amen. We're going to take care of what God has given us. Even like now, man, in the tent, we try to do our best, man, to present what we're presenting to you with the spirit of excellence. We want to be good stewards of what he's given us. Amen, somebody. So these 25 acres and these buildings, we're going to be good stewards of it. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. 
excuse me, verse 10 in the King James Version says this. As each one has received a gift, minister to one another as what? Good stewards of the manifold grace of God. That means to be a good steward of what God's power does through you. Amen. You have to be a, a good steward of your gift. If God has given you gifts and talents, to be a good steward, it means you have to develop those gifts and develop those talents. Amen. We talk about, you know, we share this with the praise team or anyone who sings or once we get musicians, you can't just, you can't just, you know, think you're going to do it in rehearsal one day and then come in here on Sunday. Because after you rehearse, you got to rehearse it throughout the week. Amen. I know I used to probably drive my wife crazy learning songs. Amen. I have to go back and play them over again, over and over again. Boom, boom, boom. She ain't, she ain't hearing the song. Only she hearing me making noise, right? But she ain't never, because you know what? Come Sunday morning, when it was time to play those songs, man, I had to have my part. I ain't want nobody looking at me crazy. Amen. That's being a good steward of a gift that God has given you, the manifold, amen, grace of God. The grace of God is what empowers you to do what you do. It ain't you doing it. Amen, somebody. And you, we all got to know that it's not us. It's all about him. Because he's what? He's the center, the circumference, the base, the boundary. You say It's all about him. And then the last thing is sonship. That's the last thing. Galatians chapter 4, verse 7 says this. Wherefore thou art no more servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. We're growing into sonship. You know, once again, what, what, what I continue to talk to you guys about is our goal in the earth is to be conformed to the image of his dear son. Romans 8 and 29. God is looking for sons in the earth. You, we're all his children. Amen. Once, you, once we give our life to the Lord, man, we become children. Child, I'm a child of God. Amen. And you are a child of God. But then once we continue to grow in the things of God, then we become sons. Amen. So we have to get to the place where, you know, it's not about the fluff and the stuff. Remember I talk about the foundational stuff? Amen. So it, it can't be that we come in on Sunday mornings and even once we move into our new facility, because we're going to do it right. So here's the thing, man. It's not about the sound. It's not about the lights. We're going to have lights. Amen. It's not about all the fog and, you know, all the stuff, the scriptures on the screen. Because sometimes, man, when we come to church, we get to the place where that's the thing that draws us. It's the excitement, you know. It's the entertainment of church. That's the thing that, you know, so when we come in, it's going to be, what if we, what was it came, come in sometimes and the lights ain't working? And the sound stops. Ain't no smoke. Amen. 
There's, there's no fluff. There's no stuff. But because of what's on the inside of us is true, because of what's on the inside of us is real, it'll be just like them singing today. Everything shut down and they kept going. Hallelujah. That means people can still be delivered without the lights. They can still be set free without the smoke. Amen. Because it can't be about that stuff. If we have to go outside in the parking lot and lay hands on you, man, it's because of what's on the inside of me. Never make it about the entertainment of church. Those lights, that smoke, that sound, it can't keep you, baby. It ain't going to do it. Hallelujah. The Bible says, they that worship me must worship me in what? In spirit and truth. Now check this out. God is spirit. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So in order to even worship him, you got to worship him in him. He ain't looking for you on the earth. He's looking for his son on the earth. Anybody in Jesus today? Anybody in Jesus today? Anybody in Jesus today? Is there anybody who's in him today. Lift your hands to the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, we bless you for all these hands that are lifted today. Hallelujah. You don't see their hands, God. You see the blood of your son. Hallelujah. Bless you for this word on today. God, we're trying, we're building this church according to the pattern that you've given us. You are the good shepherd. You're the great shepherd. You're the chief shepherd. We're following after you. So lead us and guide us. Now, God, I pray for everyone that's here in the sound of my voice, whatever they, they may be dealing with, whatever their circumstance is, Father, these are your, your sons and these are your daughters. They believe in you. Now, God, hear their prayers. Your word said every time they speak, you hear them. And because of that, you move on their behalf. Now, Father, we love you. Can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the master's name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God shout it. Amen. amen, amen, amen. Thank you for spending time listening to the word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church Podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.